and if if it's if the rumors are true that DC is ending in short order, like I don't know, like you just you rehashing, you just I I liked Bat the Batman who laughs was like my favorite new character in years and years and years, but uh, I mean you're you are milking that rock at this point. Yeah, he might be the last new character you're ever gonna see. Welcome to Good to Geek Out, good place to go to geek out. It's where we go to geek out. Geek out with you. Geek out with me. Geek out with your sister and your brother. Not in a dirty way. Chapter 12, The Siege, Mandalorian. <laughs> is what we'll be covering today. Um, yeah. What's up, fellas? Hey, Rob Lucy coming at you. Phoenix, Oregon. Uh, spoilers ahead, Kevin Smith. Spoilers ahead. Overfresh, San Francisco, and... Happy Life Day. Okay. Happy Early Life Day. Happy Tis the season for Life Day. That was a good, that was a good save, even though you had the Shooter McGavin guns ready to blaze. It's or fun. were they the Django Fett dual pistols? Ooh. Nice. Good save. I watched Happy Gilmore the other day. Sorry. Um, so uh, Great time. Great tie-in with uh, Carl Weathers, so let's just... Uh, that was actually one of the reasons why I watched it, just to remind me of some of his other characters. I also bought Action Jackson, neither here nor there. Um, solid, solid movie, underrated, underrated movie. Yeah. Uh, Action Jackson and Last Action Hero both got... Uh, Snubbed. Got under, underserved, underserved by the audience. For sure. For sure. I would agree with that 100%. Um, so to the episode... The siege. Um, I, I think we always talk about how good the cold opens are, and this one felt like it was trying to do too much. It was like two different kind of cold opens. I don't think either one really worked out for me personally with the baby Yoda with the wires or uh, showing how badass Cara Dune is for the millionth time. Uh, what do you guys think about the opening? Um, what I did like about the uh, the opening, um, not it, it, I agree with you. It, it didn't hit hard like the other ones. But it did show the bonding between uh, Mando and uh, Baby Yoda. He's trying to kind of be that father figure in a way, teach him. Um, and then, yeah, Car- Cardoon, badass, some more badassery. I thought um, it wasn't until the credits hit that I was like, oh, shit, that's right. We didn't do a, a real cold open. And it made me think about uh, how last episode, Ed, you were like, well, uh, it's baby Yoda Christmas time. Like it's time to sell these dolls. Like, I think that it was supposed to be just the car of doom cold open. And they were like, Nope, we got to get a cute scene in there as uh-huh. soon as possible to make like, cause I was like, what, where, what is this doing for our story? Yeah. Like, where, where is this? And it was super, again, like it was super cute. You're like, Oh, he's going to, you know, he's going to touch that wire. You know, he's going to, Oh, so great way to fill stocking stuffers but like i said i think that it wedged in and not unnecessarily cute bonding scene it did it, it it didn't serve zero purpose but i felt that after the car dune scene happened i was like oh that was the proper cold open that we normally have that hits and you're like oh like you know like because also she gets the little weasel thing and i was like oh so we're gonna have a double cutesy cold open anyway 
Uh, one question I did have uh, that I asked myself that I'd like to bounce uh, off you guys. Um, when was the last time they went to Navarro? So they, they left, you know, in, in smoldering ruins. How long have Baby Yoda, uh, the kid, and Mando been traveling now? I'm, my, my guess is give or take, it's got to be give or take a year. Because you can't build up Navarro or the, that city, you know, like overnight like that. Um, it's been about a year since the last series ended. Um, what else have they been doing? I mean, we followed a lot of them, but uh, that, that's my guess. Well, I mean, it's like something that you guys were talking about, uh, relativity with time and space and like how much time is really passing. And if you're traveling through space, it tra it's time moves a little differently. And then also, I think making it amb you know, ambiguous is perfect for future storytelling. So. Who knows? I would say at least a year, maybe more. Yeah, I think that the idea of us putting our time dilation on it or whatever, uh, I always look at it as it's in real time. Like it's, it's, it's in our time, you know, quote unquote. But if we're looking in story, we know for a fact that when he doesn't do warp gear, when he's jumping to Trask, that the fact that he's traveling at sublight speed is a huge chunk of time like even when traveling at warp speed at 1.5 in the millennium falcon it still takes them a week and a half to cross the uh, galaxy north to south so um yeah i don't know how much time has moved because also the normal indicator that we would have time progressing of a kid isn't happening with the kid because normally you can't stop a kid from going through puberty you know like fucking uh, Doogie Hauser is going to Doogie up. He's going to Doogie's going to boner one day, right? So, um, <laughs> I'm going to make that a shirt. <laughs> so, so how also, I met your mother, <laughs> broism there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Frontier Town in the first episode of this season, which was just completely barren, and that reminded me of Navarro when we first saw Navarro. Right. And that place also has a marshal. And so now we see when a marshal's in effect and you've got competent clerical work, which is also, if we're gonna you know, move to the clerical work, a great call to like kind of Lando. Like, you know, like there's this beautiful uh, mirroring of uh, black, black characters making it and they make it into middle management. It's like, ooh, that's it. Like we, we, we nailed it. Like, you know, like we're upper, we're upper middle management. This shit is like- Well, he has aspirations too. Because he like he thought he wanted Navarre to become a trading hub for for the sector. I myself have been steeped in clerical work. <laughs> great line, maybe maybe the best line of the episode. There's a lot of great lines in this episode. Um, very briefly, we are reintroduced to the characters that were pretty prominent in the last season, and uh, tying stuff back up. Like we were, I think we were saying last episode, and episode before, you're starting to see repercussions from. Um, and tie callbacks to season one. This is, uh, if anything, this is probably the biggest one. I felt like this was one of the biggest fan service ones almost because there was a oh, lot of far and away. A lot. I, I wouldn't call it a filler episode because it had so much damn action. You really couldn't. I mean, I guess you could on the CW. What level. do you consider filler episode? I'm. <laughs> what do you consider filler? I don't know. That's that's the weird thing. You, I don't. It, it really. So if it's all action, if it's all action and zero story progress, that is that's not filler. a filler episode. That is filler. And I don't think that that's what this was. But in no, your mind, was, like it was, it was a nice a, a balance of both, but 
kind of worthless on both ends to me a little bit. Milik- no, 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 no. I, no, I don't. I don't want to skip over that because I think that. Um, I think that the pacing of the episode was interesting, and then placing these callback characters in the fourth episode of this season. Like, if they did it in episode one of this season, not that that would be fan service; that would just be continuity. But they would just be giving us a lot of what we already had. It's fan service, and it's a recall, but it's a recall to a universe that they've created. Like all of these little things that we're getting. Uh, even the end of the episode, which we'll get to, but all of these characters that we've seen that are so prominent at the end of the last episode, at the end of the last season, and we're like, oh my God, like, where are we going to end with this last season? And they really smooth this into these other mm-hmm. world building stories. And then all of a sudden, boom, four hits us. And we're like, nope, that's right. All of these things are happening. And when we get back to Navarro, it makes sense as opposed to getting back to Tatooine. And not to say that t- getting back to t- Tatooine didn't make sense, but that's more of fan service in that sense. So it is fan service, but it's fan service within the universe. So I don't know if that's fan service or if that's world building. Well, you know, I thought it was interesting that let's just say for the sake of argument in give or take a year, um, Cara Dune has taken, you know, the, the helm of magistrate on and she wants to create order in her town and safety in her town. And, um, Carl Weathers, you know, wants kind of wants to grow Navarro and has bigger aspirations, and and it does move the entire universe along. So time has definitely passed. There, you know, I don't want to you know jump to the end of the uh, the episode, but just coming you know coming there, they have a school going, which I thought was absolutely fascinating with the protocol droid. They drops. Were you talking about fan service? Yeah. You know, talking about the Kessel Run, talking about you know the the uh, the five different trading routes, the the ring, the inner rim, the rim, the like all that stuff. Like they, if you just I I've watched that several times, just listening real close to the little tidbits they were dropping was just I thought it was I thought it was great. And then and, then you know see, maybe Yoda, I, a little porcy. Yeah, and that's why I don't think that it was fan service because like you said, like it's dropped in the background. Like when you first watched that episode, as I. I just did. Uh, the baby Yoda thing is so prominent. The the macaroons and the force. The no, and like you know, like all of this uh, really interesting interplay and just you know, again, cute stuff that I I liked seeing. But yeah, the way that the blackboard was de- the blackboard was designed, and you have the protocol droid, and you do have all this information that's world building information that's really well known to those who are familiar with the lore. But for just passing fans, it's a great way to build in, like, to make sense of what's going on. Because we always have to remember that it's someone's first time watching a Star Wars show. And they, again, do a beautiful job showing you that he's like, yeah, why don't they, why don't they just stick to the outer? If the Empire couldn't do this, why the hell do they think they can do it? Line. They've got rules. Like, the Empire was out here like mud stomping buttholes and they couldn't do it. So what do you think that these guys are going to do with their taking notes and, and litigation? So again, it's like this cool, again, just backdrop world building that completely beautiful. And I think you're, you're utterly right, Lucy. Yeah. I think also to what you guys were saying, this might be the only time we've seen school in star Wars since the Jedi Academy. We've not seen how they educate people here at all. They might not, it, for all we know, there couldn't even be school. 
there's definitely slavery at young age tattooing but there's not a lot of schooling going on um i don't know just kind of interesting side note um and then also um, with about- people um on that side note with people saying that basically this has been firefly season two that everyone else has wanted the school scene did remind me of serenity when they have the school scene with uh rivers ham early in the episode so I think that there are these tie-ins that are larger residents that, again, like beautiful world building. You can edit that out. I don't really care. That's just something Not, I wanted to point no, out. It goes back to what you're saying, how everything is kind of uh, reflective of something else in uh, culture or science fiction or something else that kind of resonates in different episodes or different things. So that, I mean, I'm not a big Firefly guy, but I assume you're right. The Aqualish opening with uh, Cara Dune was also dope because it featured her her fighting. And so not only do you have these Aqualish and you you know, like, he's wanted in five systems. I've got the death one in 17 systems. So, you know, whatever the particular line uh, may be. So to see those guys brought back was... What are they called again? Also Aqualish. Aqualish. Um, so to see them brought back was cool to see them get all beat up but again to see her do fighting and there's so many fights I've been thinking about this since Daredevil came out with his one hallway cam shot fight scene about how many fights are just cut quick edits and you don't actually see people fighting like you see people getting hit you see people like throwing blows and but you don't see like choreographed fights. And so it was great to see her like getting up and like, you know, chucking fools around, you know, like her doing her, her real world stuff in, in this setting. Dope. So back to the fan service thing, once you get to the military base, uh, which turns out to be a lab, um, it feels a lot like any other Star Wars movie I've ever seen, especially oh. the original trilogy. And like, and like you said, Strader on the last episode, whoever's designing these hallways with the perfectly built uh, little areas that you can hide and shoot from, obviously this guy's, this guy's getting paid. He's everywhere. He's, he's building all the McMansions. He's making Imperial McMansions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, two classic tropes. Uh, one, I thought this place was abandoned and it was just a skeleton crew. And then the other one is, we just need to flip this one switch and the whole base yeah, is going to be so. <laughs> <laughs> And we have exactly 10 minutes to get out of here. I mean, e- <laughs> even enough time. I think the, the funny thing on that trope was watching uh, Mando, instead of needing to swing out of there, he's like, fuck that shit, I'm flying out of here. <laughs> like, this isn't even a challenge. Like, this is what we do. <laughs> Um, but then pulling up there, uh, the Wilhelm screams of people just getting thrown off like that first, like he just goes up there, that stormtrooper just like, boom, and then the elevator door is open. Like everything about these sequences are just so smooth. It was great action, even when the action wasn't super fast paced. And obviously if this is an anthology as all of these seasons seem to be like focused on some, every episode seems to be focused on something. This is definitely the car chase 
scene, like, you know, like this is the fast pace action, dot, 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 dot. And they do a beautiful job building up with the pacing, even with that slow entry of like Lucy's saying the, the, oh, wait a minute. There's more people here than there should be. Wait a minute. What we thought this place was, isn't what it is supposed to be. Wait, did you know about this? That, like, you know, like all of these beats that they're hitting that normally take up an hour and a half, two hour movie, they nailed in a 40, 40 minute yeah. movie, you know, like great shit. Yeah, I, I had recently watched New Hope with the kids and I was comparing like the, the, the scene development to A New Hope and like, oh, okay. It's gotta be yeah, exactly, they're, they're almost fans. exactly the same, right? I haven't watched oh, it yeah. in a minute, but it felt like, like four it. people, like the, the whole, you know, the only thing they didn't get stuck in was a garbage shoot. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, like, the development into this is not a base. This is a lab. Uh, What'd you guys think about those uh, callback? Some of them are callbacks, some of them are revelations, right? Um, I thought it was cool. Again, like, it's, is it is it callback if it's world building within its own story? Is it an Easter egg if it just builds on story that it's built before? What I loved is that it wasn't hyper coincidental. The fact that this was happening at this base, which was on Navarra, where they had the baby the first time. Like, you know, all of these beats are making sense as opposed to finding Boba Fett's armor and Anakin's pod racer. I'm not saying that that's what happened, of course. I'm just saying, like, it's not as uh, ham-fisted as that. So I thought that the pacing on everything was cool. And, uh, oh, my God, ghost hand, ghost hand. I'm trying to block the light. Gavin, what's up? <laughs> He's like, my dad told me to not speak. Gavin. <laughs> He's got some Sith Lord in him for sure. Uh, all right. All right, so uh, some of the things we see in this quote-unquote lab now, uh, the cloning tanks. Uh, I know, I know through, through Star Wars lore, cloning is outlawed after the Clone Wars, right? Because they don't want the army to come back. Um, and then also you get the, uh, what's the other thing? You get the, the M count comment. Yeah. Ne in, unnecessary in the, yeah. or necessary? What'd you think? I, I, it, it made sense for what it was. I agree. You know? As long as they don't over overdo it, um, I think it'll it'll play out just fine. I thought it was, you know, Mando was like, Moff Gideon's been dead a long time. No, this message was sent three days ago. Another classic trope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that it was a dope way to tie in bad story. Because they're like, all right, well, we have to acknowledge that midichlorians exist yeah. in this universe, but we're not going to say midichlorians. We're going to just call it the right, M count. Right. All right, like we're going to we're going to break it down like that. But I also think that that's cool because they're being hyper scientific with the force, which is a very mathematical thing. But there's also just a, a, a natural mechanical aspect of the way that the dark side interacts with the force, whether it be Darth Vader, uh, Man Machine, or um, or Grievous, or or whatever the uh, whatever the analogy may be. So I thought that was really cool. 
um, also like another kind of thing that I, I noticed that was a nod to something before is when they find out Moff Gideon is alive, like you were saying, Lucy. And it's a very, very big, like, Star Wars. If they know that the droids were here, then that would lead them back to, and it's like that silent moment, and they all start running. You know, like, it was a, dude, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen Star Wars, the original, probably like in a year or so, but like, I was like, that's exactly from that movie. I know what that is. Seen it before. So what about those reckless speeder bikes? The worst drive. Would, would anyone ever jump out of a building like that with any type? I don't care. What chase a tank on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> you know how bad they were eating shit everywhere. Like, did one like three made it out? <laughs> it was terrible. It was funny. Stormtroopers are stupid, apparently. Those are uh, those are scout troopers. Oh, sorry. You're right. Um, I thought that it was dope. I thought that as we're laughing about it, it, it just kind of plays to the ridiculousness of the entire scene. Why would they be up there? Like, you know, like, like as someone who designs Dungeons and Dragons and runs Star Wars games and designs bases, I was like, why would I have the fast response team be on this like upper level? Like, why do you have five? But it's so cool for the action as they jive down there and if we're talking about tropes and callbacks, it's obvious, you know, like the, the classic Millennium Falcon driving through everything callback. And so you have instead of TIE fighters crashing, these these guys crashing and, and they're doing all these things. But fresh is that Cardoon isn't Lando behind the wheel. She isn't uh, Han behind the wheel. She isn't Chewie behind the wheel. Isn't it? So she just blasts through everything. Like she's a puncher, you know, like she's like, she's not, nothing finesse about her smooth. And so part of what her driving style is also an expression of her and a larger part, but you also have this entire scene happening without Mando there, without the main characters going in, you have just the side characters ruling the scene for a long time. And it actually reminded me of Solo when I was, when everyone that was cool died off early in Solo. And I was just like, See, this is what I wanted from Solo. I wanted all these dope side characters that just can stand on their own, being able to run their world and, and live in this world that they create. And in this chase scene did that perfectly. Oh. Interesting. And uh, that escape ship that Cara Dune uses, is that from episode two? Or is it, I thought it might be the carrier that you used to be able to get like, when we were kids, like when Star Wars came out, where it was like you could put the figures on the side of that carrying case. It looks like an adaption to that carrier. You see that carrier used a lot in Rebels. Um, mm -hmm. And so I thought it was an interesting adaption of that. I feel like we've seen that you maybe in the first season. The of last episode of season one where they they pull up in front of the bar and the, the ship drops and then all the doors open up and then the stormtroopers oh, pop yeah, out. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it seemed like a version of that, but yeah, like an armored version or a cargo carrying yeah. version, but um, totally, yeah, totally uh, sell, sell toys. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> They've already been sold. Uh, well, wrapping up the episode, the, uh, you know, they, oh, we made it. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, as they say it, they made it to the town, but there's still three TIE fighters that are about to shoot him. And then of course, Mando comes out and 
of the Razor Crest and uh, an adept uh, fighter pilot. Soldiers at the is end. That the, is that the child? Does Lucy have the child with him? Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with Lucy. I think that the way that all of that happened, uh, again, hey, kid, let's blow this joint, Han Solo, New Hope, all of these tropes, boom, 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 coming in. Uh, but instead of the base exploding, you have this dope dogfight. And the way that it went down, because the Razor Crest seemed so clunky, and you're just like, oh, like, what's going on? But like he did, a, like does a little corkscrew, and uh, and then and then Baby Yoda throws up on himself, and you're like, oh. Uh, also leading into uh, the final classic trope. Not only did they fix the ship up as good as new, but the device was planted. Oh, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so, what were those things at the end, Strutter? They looked like either shadow troopers or dark troopers. I'd assume that they might be dark troopers. Uh, there's in legends. There's three version of dark troopers. The first was supposed to be just an exoskeleton, and then there was a I believe a cyborg, and then there was just like a straight killer robot. Um, and then the death troopers are the like zombie undead troopers that got altered into being just like genetically uh, inured to pain or whatever uh, troopers that you see in Rogue One. But I, from the size of them, they look like the dark troopers. And if they're dark troopers, I assume that there's a chance that they're going to be tapping into from Rebels again, the Inquisitors. Because like I think that there's a good chance that Moff Gideon was an Inquisitor at one point. Mm. Um, or at least that's my... I haven't gone any forward, so I don't know if you know something that I don't know. But No, it's um, a good, uh, good hypothesis. No, it, does so, leave, it leaves... I didn't even think about that until you said that. Now that my mind is opening up right now just thinking about it. Uh, yeah. Isn't that what Star Wars is supposed to do for us? Star Trek 2? All right, on that note, closing out, uh, just really trying to move towards this next episode. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about, Strutter. Talk to you tomorrow, maybe. Editor, out. Uh, no, no. no you, I was just going to say, hey, uh, great talking to you guys once again. Can't wait to cover the next episode. Cannot wait. Might even cover this episode later today, Strutter, looking at you. Oh, I like that. I've got a death warrant in 17 systems. <laughs> San Francisco's one of them. Boba Fresh, out. <laughs> Later, fellas.